There's nothing like having a peace of mind and comfort. So, when your home is overrun with all kinds of critters, there's only one man to call. Tim, owner-operator of Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions. The absolute top of the line in pest control and removal. Carefree won't just treat the problem, they'll solve it. With free estimates, up-to-date technology, and reasonable pricing, Carefree has all the skills needed to kill your pest and termite ills. For more information, call Tim at 941-556-9019. Check him out online at www.carefreepestsolutions.com. Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions. Satisfaction guaranteed. What's going on, everybody? You clearly have good taste because you are locked in to Sky's the Limit Radio. To hear all of this wonderful content live as it goes down, simply go to Facebook and type in STLR Media TV. That's STLR Media TV. You can also catch us live as it goes down on the app TuneIn Radio under STLR Media. Do that. Thank me later. Sky's the Limit Radio, baby. What's up, everybody? It's the original Bucko Bruce, your boy, Zakari, representing No Boundary Sports Talk in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers have done something we haven't done since 2002. We've won five in a row. You're listening to STLR Sports Talk Entertainment Window Sidelines. Bucks win! Bucks win! Yo, ho, yo, ho, a pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Drink up, me hearties, yo, ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Bring up me yo ho. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. Once upon a time, in a land far away, three men discovered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team with the ability to siege the bay. You'll never make it out of the bay. Give no quarter and feed the fish with any enemy that takes the field during their quest to find the Lombardi Trophy. Fox win! Fox win! Join Craig. And he walks up to me and he says, I'm John Lynch. He is a monster. That's, that's what he was, a hard-hitting white boy that played safety and he was something special. Eddie. He built the pyramid right in front of us and said, this is how we're going to do it. We got to Practice doing things right all the time. Little things, huh? Details. And Zach. Every day you build, you got to build a foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. As they take you on a journey discussing front office moves, game breakdowns, and interviews. So batten down the hatches and get ready to set sail. It's time for Book.Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Craig, here, coming to you guys live from STLR Sports Talk Studios. It is Tuesday. It is July 16th, and we are joined today. Got my boys with me. We're going to hear to talk a little Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Got my boy, Eddie, in the building. How you doing today, big dog? What's up, homie? Another happy Tuesday to talk some bucks and enjoy this beautiful weather outside. Facts. We also have Zach in the building. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. I know we missed a week. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got training camp approaching in uh, what, a little under 10 days. So, yeah, it's coming up very soon. Uh, you know, last week I was up in uh, Clearwater. Shout out to Executive Studios for having us there. It was the with Derek Johnson and, and Webby's management up there holding down with Trill Life Entertainment. And all that stuff. Very, very fun. Event. Derek Johnson from the U, former middle uh, linebacker? No. no. Oh, okay. 
same name, not the same guy. So what do you guys do? Just sit around in the studio and um... it was like a listening thing. They had like some artists coming in there. Basically, was trying to uh, it was like they had like like a talent search kind of situation. We took some films, some pictures, okay, network, did some stuff like that. Um, very, very fun situation. We do have a lot of stuff to get into. Um, partially because we missed last week. It's a lot of catch-up. Well, catch I mean, there's not a lot of stuff going on in the football world, but between the missed week and, and the extra week, we've got enough stuff to talk about, I think. Yeah, I think we're... a little gossip in Tampa Bay land. Got, got a little bit of gossip in Tampa Bay land. Um, one of the the things that we're going to start off with, um, you know, somebody who we've kind of talked about last couple weeks, Ronald Jones. We got him up there on the board as Beefcake. The Beefcake. <laughs> Because he's put on he's put on some weight, like fifteen pounds, man. Yeah, he put on solid some, muscle, looking like on, a baby Roy Jones Jr. out there. He put on some muscle, something that I I honestly feel that uh you know can can maybe um help him out with his running, you know definitely is uh, a positive. It'll at least allow him to fall forward a couple more yards and get a couple more yards than what he could yeah, last that's year. Inertia, yeah, we'll give it to him. I agree. With, I agree. I don't think he was necessarily light coming in as a rookie. Uh, but this 20, round, uh, 20 pounds is definitely going to beef him up, and it might toughen him up a little bit. What's it going to take for him to show up and, like, you know, Ball dust out. the shoulders off a little bit and say, all right, man. I'm I Ronald think the Jones. confidence of the team during training camp, something he lacked last season, didn't get involved in because of injuries. Mm-hmm. So being able to get in there and, and have your involvement with your teammates and, and get that cohesiveness. Yeah, he was a guy who was injured early last year, I think, in the training camp. Mm-hmm. That's big. Sat out for a little while, didn't get those reps. And as as a rookie, I think that's a, you know, a, a big deal. Plus, I don't, I don't know if necessarily – it's kind of weird to even say this um, – that you know, obviously he was drafted by our regiment for a reason, mm-hmm. but I don't think he he quite fit what what the Bucks were trying to do last year, or if he did, like they just didn't maybe use him properly, or you know maybe lack of reps and different things like that, because he also got hurt during the year as well, and he yeah. couldn't catch the ball. Yeah, and he wasn't showing out in practice either. He wasn't. He wasn't uh, doing he, anything special. Yeah, and. Uh, because of that, he did see a lot of playing time. And when he did get on the field, he he wasn't able to one. He didn't catch the ball very well. Or, out hold, the on to, or hold on to the ball. He couldn't block. Nope. So there, therefore, you're off on third downs on passing situations. Uh, so it limited him to first and second downs. And teams knew when Ronald Jones is on the field, more than likely he's probably going to get the ball. And he wasn't on the field very much, but when he was, he got the ball and didn't really yeah, do much with it. Yeah, or if he it. was on the field, it was probably like 90% chance he was going to run it. It wasn't yeah. like he was out there to... Yeah, he wasn't out there to block or to, or to pass catch out of the backfield. He wasn't, yeah. you know, that kind of weapon yet. And, and coming out of college, in this article it says he was 190 pounds. Mm-hmm. He did bulk up last year and was up to 208, but this year is up to 221. That's a significant amount of weight. He's um, been eating them beans and rice and them yeah. Cubans out in Tampa, man. I know it. He's been going to the Columbia again. That, oh, yeah. Uh, that good Spanish bean soup That's in his what system. It is, man. Putting on a little bit of weight. But I definitely think it's going to help him, you know, hit those holes a little bit harder, yep. a little bit more force. Um, Durable, know, be able to hold up a little bit more Because, like we said, he did have problems with injuries and stuff. Well, and, 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 healthy, and that's so. the thing, you know, college is a little bit different. You know, the, the talent spread out a little bit more. He played at USC, too, boy. There yeah. wasn't that many great defensive people out there. I mean, there was a few scattered here and there. Yeah, he wasn't playing I guess in the they're SEC. Not, they're not really known for their defense over there on the nah. West Coast. But uh, uh, well, that, that and you, you know, you're not necessarily going against 300 plus pounders on every single play every in play, college. Man. You know, saying you know some of the guys are a little bit smaller. You know, 280. You're, you're going to get some guys 275, yeah, 280. They, they smell like extra hot. You know, 
Frito Lays out here, man. It's a little <laughs> different, boy. Yeah, they got they got them big old hogs in the lane. It's true in, in the NFL. One thing I've said about Ronald Jones because I did go back when we drafted him and look at some of his tape and see what the people are saying about him. He's got the breakaway speed. You know, he, he can he, he can does. take off. It, he does. He's a home he, run he, hitter. Yeah, he he you know he's good in college. Contact. He needs to make contact. The problem with him was is. He didn't have to face a lot of tackles and, and breaking tackles in college. A lot of his long runs, he didn't really get touched too much. He didn't play up against the Panthers, um, man, or the Saints. He averaged 6.1 and 5.9 yards a carry his two major seasons in college and 6.5 his freshman year. He had I mean, 23 carries, 44 yards last year. Yeah, it was bad. One touchdown against Cleveland Browns in the seventh game. So I think – Gaining that weight is gonna set him up to be able to take the punishment of an Hope NFL so. of an NFL game. Like I said, during college, he 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 got hit. Of course, he's a running back. He's gonna yeah. get hit. But on his long breakaway runs, if you look at some of the tape on him, he doesn't get touched. No, nah. he has to so. get through there. He's not a Michael Pittman trying to sidestep though, is he? Michael Pittman, he danced in the hole. He was he was the most <laughs> straight up runner and like oversized arms he like he looked beast, like the the beast. rawest runner ever but then like he would fall down twinkle like so ass. easily he was and we do have some people chiming in on the uh the facebook live yes mike eddie is a, a, a mexican and he says he thinks you're the first mexican that he's ever seen that's not a dallas cowboys fan which is Nah, bro. Well, there's it's a like lot Dallas, of Dolphins, Arizona. A lot of Dolphins fans that are Mexicans, man. Shout out to yeah, all the Dol- essays out in Sarasota that are Dolphins fans. Mexican or like Cuban oh, no, and Puerto bro, Rican? Big, big, man. If they're not Cowboys fans, they're Dolphins fans. I feel like San Diego Chargers have a lot of Hispanic following. They do, but I'm talking like in Florida. Yeah. I find they got a lot of Asian following over there in the West Coast, too, because there's a lot of like Asian. Those are the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Out there. And, and speaking of the San Diego Chargers. Yeah. Um, we have which been, are no longer. Yeah, the, now they're the LA Chargers. LA yeah. Chargers. Um, we have been linked. You know, there's an article that I've seen. Uh-oh. Possibly, Tell them about it's, a, it's distant, but yeah, it's a possibility. I guess. Interest talk could be interested in in Melvin Gordon, and I think what I was talking to you, and I think when you were downstairs smoking a cigarette, me and Eddie were mm-hmm. having this conversation, and we actually, I actually looked it up. Um, it's one of those situations where I think you know I, sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, but I don't think they're going to let Melvin Gordon go in the Bay Area. I don't either. But Melvin wants Le'Veon Bell money. He wants like $13 million a year. How do yeah, we afford him? That money, has, how do we afford him? Has he come him? out and said that? Yeah, he wants to be paid like a top back in the league. You better be a they're top offering back him in like, the league. I think they offered him something like uh, eight or, or eight to $10 million or something like that already. Which I think we'll see, 17 players is, for that, man. See, this is one of those situations where he needs to be a little bit more humble because I think at the same time, and I'm, I'm about to pull it up. Um, I actually got it, I got it right here. Pro Football Reference, obviously, is, is the source on this one. Out of a possible, what, four seasons, he has only played 16 games in one season. That's 2017. Mm-hmm. Missed total nine games. He's, well, I drafted him twice on my fantasy team, and he so let me down. He, he's a guy who, who's been dinged up some. Has, he's only has, broken the 1,000-yard mark one time in his career. Time. So to be asked asking that type of money, Top I don't know. five pick, too. You know, he was close uh, in 2016 where he did make the Pro Bowl. He had 997 yards and 10 touchdowns. But, Peyton Barber's better hey, than him. No. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that at all. I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid. Listen, his first three seasons, look at his yards per carry. His rookie season, 3.5, 3.9, 3.9. Then this last season, he fi- finally averaged a above average 5.1. 
with with and I'll do defense for him though as well is the the charges I feel have done some moves and and gotten better every year that he's been there mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying that that 3.5 3.9 3.9 he does add another aspect with the with the I, passing game as well though he, he does catch about yeah, 60 balls a year he, so he, he missed you know two games his rookie season he missed three games you know after that um receiving wise he's he's doing you know decent he has 10 touchdowns receiving he has fifth you know almost 1600 yards he has 182 receptions he's averaging 40ish if you if you add them all up probably like around 40 catches mm-hmm. a year pretty solid for for a running back is that eight million dollars worth though when you can possibly and I'm gonna go come back to this because this is still something that's a real possibility the Duke Johnson situation somebody who signed to I believe uh 2023 on his contract um at his highest point I think it's around five million which is a very reasonable contract for a running back, a guy who, in, in my opinion, has less wear and tear on the tires, if you will, because he hasn't been a feature back yet. He's, he's actually been in a situation where they've had, you know, the Browns, the running back has, has been a, a position of, like, it's been a stable, if you will. He's been more of a receiving back he, out of the backfield. Well, well, he's also had Isaiah Cro- Crowell. Yep. They mm-hmm. had Nick Chubb last year. Yep. Um, as as well as the uh, who was the running back that they had got from the Forty Niners that went to oh, Jacksonville, um, Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde was there, so he he was in a place where he's been in a, a cons- consistently crowded running back room. Um, obviously, rushing numbers nowhere near as good as as Melvin Gordon, but all His four years, numbers, all well, all four years he has played in every single game. Maybe not been, you know, starter. leaned on or a starter, but he has come in as spot duties as a starter. Receiving wise, though, 235 receptions, so a little bit more receiving, mm-hmm. 2,170 yards. You know, quite a bit more, uh, and that's where yards. I think he's going to benefit better than Melvin Gordon. Oh, yeah. Melvin Gordon's going to be that first, second, third down back. But here, Duke Johnson, when we have guys like Payne Barber and Ronald Jones. Well, this guy's going to take over fits, on third down. I, I think he fits this offense a lot better. And and he's mm-hmm. somebody who I feel like I think if given the opportunity to really be a running back as well, I've seen him. He he, he has a lot of potential to be a good running back as well if given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think at a cheaper price tag for somebody who's like, I mean, I guess you can kind of say they would, I, I don't know size-wise if how, how similar they are. Duke Johnson's on here listed at 5'9". 210 pounds. 6'1", 215 for Melvin. So he's a little bit taller. He's a five little, pound, yeah, he's a little different. Heavier. He's a little different. Dude Johnson's a little shorter, a little bit more stockier, I guess he you could say. He can catch the ball better. He can catch the ball better. I think for somebody in a, I, I think he is somebody that they would try to, uh, you know, use in like a, I mean, think about it. This, Mel- Melvin's an every down back, where Duke is more of a third down back. Well, we don't know. We haven't. He hasn't really been given that's that. Right. I'm just saying, right. for, for his first four years or five years he's been in the league, that's predominantly what he's been used for. He's only had over 100 rushing uh, rushes one time in a season. So, but he's also a guy. And, and let me look him up just just for you know shits and giggles, since we're talking about it. And this is somebody that uh, you know our boy Bruce Bruce has has used in his 
system over in Arizona, Duke or uh, David, David David Johnson. Oh, David Johnson. Yeah, David Johnson. And, and, well, that's the type of money that uh, Melvin wants is David Johnson type money. Yeah, he, that's big money, man. And, and and you know he hasn't he hasn't had those kind of stats. Uh, David Johnson is a six foot one, two twenty four, but I think his playing style with the stuff that he's able to do hmm. is a little bit more on the Duke Johnson style of play than it is the Melvin Gordon style of play. So we've seen what Bruce can do with a guy like that who can catch out of the backfield. I mean, this is this is a dude here that, you know, under under Bruce Arian, uh what, two thousand fifteen, you're talking about receiving wise. He had four touchdowns receiving. You're talking about David Johnson? Yes, 36 receptions. I mean, his his breakout year was 2016 for sure. 2016, the following year, he had 80 receptions, 879 yards, another four TDs, along with 58. I mean... He had the wrist problem. It was out the whole season. Basically, I injured that first basically first first series. Yeah, 17. And then they came back last season, though, and had a pretty decent year. Didn't average very well, though, 3.6 yards to carry. Um, but yeah, almost a thousand yards, and still had fifty catches and four hundred forty-six yards and three touchdowns. So. I think, especially in this receiving situation, this is something that that Duke Johnson can kind of fall into that category as far as numbers that wise. Now, it's still up for debate. Rushing wise, is he a guy who can average four point six, four point two yards a carry? I say, with the speed that he possesses, that I've seen him play in college. I think it's very possible in the right scheme, and if they use the right San Diego, had a, lot, San Diego had a lot better yeah. team too, man. Um, than the Browns. Duke's averaged four point seven his career or four point three. So he's okay. You know his first his rookie season he had three point six and then it's four point nine, four point two, yeah. and a five point zero last season. Yeah, okay, so. so he so I mean his yards per carry when he yeah. gets the chance and he averages five hundred yards. It's because he's got that dual threat. You know the and, people look at him as that receiving out of the backfield. So when he does get the ball, he gets and, and let's be real in a trade. Yards. He's somebody who compared to Melvin Gordon, you can get it at a lot cheaper rate. Oh, Melvin yeah. Gordon, they're probably going to want like a first-round draft pick or probably, something like yeah. that. They're going to want a high-round draft pick or something like that. Duke Johnson, he's in a crowded stable. Everybody knows he's in a crowded stable. Everybody knows he's not happy. Everybody knows he doesn't want to be there. It kind of falls into the situation of Antonio uh, Brown. Brown? Mm-hmm. I almost said Brian because we are talking about him off air. Yeah, yeah. It falls into Antonio Brown. Pittsburgh didn't get what they should have got for Antonio oh, Brown, no. being one of the number one receivers in the league. Antonio Brown gets paid. He, they got a third and fifth round for him. That's somebody who, like, had it been like a Randy Moss situation, yeah, and somebody, exactly just wanted, say somebody just wanted to get him, he's somebody who could have got a first and a second, or like at least like the the Brandon Marshall deal where he got like the two second rounders for him or something like that to get a third and a fifth. I feel like you kind of really didn't. You just took whatever you can get to get rid of the headache. Yeah, and it was it was almost like okay, well, you know what? I don't have any etc. And I'm going to take this Tylenol type type situation. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think. When when it comes to running backs, if we are going to make a change, you know, hopefully Ronald Jones will come in and do something, do some work. Peyton Barber, but even behind that, we don't have much. And I feel like in this situation too, not only could we make a, a trade for Duke Johnson, but I feel that Duke Johnson, in his heart, feels that he can come in and compete because he's a hungry dude. He's going to come in and compete. And you know what? It may be Ronald Jones being the third down back, or it may be Peyton Barber, the odd man now. I could totally see when uh, your boy Hunt gets back. Kareem Duke, Hunt? Being on the, Hunt. Duke being and, on the and block. That's, and that's where he'll probably be at a cheaper rate. And that's also a time when we'll have three to Who four weeks. We'll still have three to four weeks where uh, we can evaluate Ronald Jones and how he's doing. And then Kareem Hunt gets back after his, what, four or six games? What is it, six games? Four I think games? It's six. six. Yeah, I think it's six as well. Gets back from his six-game suspension. Does he play? And, 
and uh, they'll see what they have, and then maybe Duke will be back on the block. Because I mean, let's let's be real; they've got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and Duke Johnson, but for six games they don't have Kareem Hunt, so they're going to need Duke for the beginning of the season. Yeah, they're going to need a little bit of uh, a backup situation. They don't care that he wants to be out of there; he's under contract. As far as they're concerned, show up and shut up. Yeah, and, and that's the thing with you know, as far as Duke goes, you know. And the quarterback has definitely made yeah, that quarterback doesn't like that man. Yeah, the quarterback has made that pretty clear over there. Um, switching gears though, you can switch gears. That was me a lot anytime. of talk, man, about Ronald Jones. Yeah, that that, that was a, a really good uh, second. Rojo, I think Rojo is gonna have a good year, man. And I, and I think you know what? We've already been talking collectively off air. We are gonna go see a couple training camps. We're gonna get that hammered out over the next couple weeks and really start making some plans to go to some of these. And we'll we'll see it in person. And not only we're we gonna see the person, we're gonna take some video. We're gonna take some pictures of some stuff. We're gonna. Come well, hopefully, in. I can bring a camera in. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you, can. you sure can. Yeah. And if you see us out there, guys. You know, say what's up. Maybe we'll catch you on a our quick interview. Our shirts are already being worked on. I've, okay. already, I've already paid for them. Just to let you guys know. So Official. shout out to our boy Johnny over at Offset Press. Oh, you know, if you guys need them custom T-shirts made, get at our boy Johnny Christ, host of tomorrow's Mad Titans. You guys to check dun, him out dun. from seven to nine. But moving along, we're gonna switch gears a little bit. We're gonna go into the defensive side of the ball yeah, about somebody who we've kind of actually mentioned as some, you know, an addition who we think. Might you know play a big part in the, in the turnaround for the Bucks? Somebody that came over from the Denver Broncos, one Shaquille Barrett, Shaquille Barrett. and you know there's an article out on FanSided that thinks that you know he may be one of the best signings of the offseason when they added you know when they added the edge rusher Shaquille Barrett to their roster, and he's somebody who's on a one year kind of like prove it deal who. You know, is going to give him the opportunity to kind of do what he couldn't over in Denver because he was just buried on the depth chart of, uh, excuse me, a very good defense. Yeah, in five season out of 61 career games, he's only started 15. So a guy that never really got many opportunities there in Denver. But still, but still provided you know some pressure. He had five and a half, four sacks, and three sacks. You know, with limited sparingly time. So, so I mean, very good numbers right there. Somebody who, and I want to say underrated. He's just more of I think like of a, a, a unknown because, mm-hmm. like you said, he hasn't he hasn't got much of opportunity because yeah. you know they just had the depth and, and the health over there in, in Denver. Um, I mean, you got Von, of, you got Von Miller. Yeah. yeah, you got you that's got Von Miller. That's a Hall of Famer. That's a Hall of Famer. It's hard to get some playing. Yeah, he's time. definitely working towards a Hall of Fame career. And then you also got to mention Demarcus, Demarcus Ware was Marcus over there Ware. too, another Hall of Famer. So, yeah, you got you got two big beasts over there that you kind of which and also I think is going to be good because these are gentlemen he's that seen he's some dudes. that he's seen some technique from. He's probably been on the sideline, learned some technique from them. So you know we've seen how we've seen it happen before. Look at you know we're going to use Aaron Rodgers in this situation, Green Bay Packer. A guy who sat behind, a, a, you know, a, a Hall of Famer like Brett Favre, a guy who's, you know, definitely got the numbers yeah. to, to to wear that gold jacket, and you know he's come out and benefited from it. You know, we've seen guys that have that have come in behind other people. The great Buccaneer Steve Young. Steve Young, yep. Somebody that we were talking about a little bit off air is a guy who sat behind a, a very good quarterback, came in, done his thing. So I mean, you know, Shaq. Barrett being behind old Von Miller. Phillip Rivers behind Doug Flutie. And DeMarcus. Give DeMarcus some credit. He's he going to be a Hall of Famer, too. Yeah. He's behind Who Drew was? Phillip Rivers. Yeah. I thought you said Doug Flutie. Yeah, Doug Flutie. Yeah. The great Doug Flutie. The, the greatness that is Doug Flutie. Doug yes. Flutie was raw, boy. Yeah. I wonder what his mad number is. Forget him and this Fruity Flakes. 
Flutie Flakes. I had it right with the fruity. <laughs> MJ Stewart's also in the news. Not for anything bad. No, he's actually pretty good. He was on Good Morning Football the other day. He was, and he uh, he calls the Buccaneers a sleeper team this year. And let's be real. Hey, I said they were going to win like 12 Hey, what games. are you going to say? They're going to suck, you know, of well, course. That's like, the thing. Offseason, of course, the team that you play for, when you're going on national television or things like that, you're going to be high on your team and be like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, this is – it's almost like like the underground rappers. Oh yeah, we got big things coming for 2020. Like, yeah, like, yeah, you know, saying whatever. 2021 is gonna be our year. Yeah, yeah. it's our year. So, uh, but I mean, at this point with the where where the Buccaneers have been over the last few years, I mean, the expectations I I don't think are extremely high on, on the situation, especially with us. You know, Bruce Arians first year and everything like a lot of the leagues not really expecting the tampa bay buccaneers to be not like that all, team dude. they're just scratch on the schedule no, yeah no, no, yeah it's like oh we, we gotta play the books this year it's Ooh. not like it's not like oh well we gotta play the patriots we gotta yeah. really circle this game and prepare yep. for this one or we're playing against you know the packers but i do think chiefs or something like that i do think the bucks are looking to win this year though Oh yeah! Obviously, so, every team is looking it, to win. Yeah. But Bruce Arians is age; he's not getting any younger. So I think I, don't worry about a, Bruce Arians. It's man, like you worry a three, about Ty Bowles. It's a three-year window on this guy right I, now. I think so. the Bucks are looking to come out and, and punch some people in the mouth and think, surprise them. And he said the we're defense not defense is going to be better than the offense. He said we're not rebuilding this year; we're retooling. Yeah. So I think a lot of guys in that locker room actually have a chip on their look shoulder. Look at the defense this year. Watch, and that's why they took steps to get nasty here. Yeah. You know, shout out to Gerald McCoy. You know, somebody who who's done a lot for our team. Wasn't very nasty, I, though. I have no ill will towards him, but he was friendly. Yeah, man. You bring in a guy who has similar stats with a lot more attitude and Dominican Sue, and someone who's probably going to fit this defense a little bit better. And he was somebody who wanted to come to Tampa Bay. Wanted to. Because he heard about Todd Bowles, obviously going to be our defensive well. coordinator. He wanted to get in that defense and show what he I'm not going to play defense. I mean – I might not get 100 tackles, but I could trip a couple people. Hey, well, I jump in front of somebody. I might, I might snatch a couple toes yeah, up, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Make a little shoestring tackle, grab it, you know what I'm saying? But, hey, but yeah, I'll no. poke somebody's eye out. <laughs> what, what they got the visor? <laughs> I get a nose. The get nose hair. Little, I'll pull a nose hair. A little fish hook in the yeah. nose. <laughs> get over here. But yeah, I mean, you know, but but real deal, he is high on the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and Jameis Winston and as well. He had some James really good words to say about Jameis and his leadership. So already, what I'm talking about, MJ that? Stewart. Okay, he was. He was talking. Uh, no, I'm not just talking about Jameis. No, I mean he was talking good about Jameis. Yeah. So and we do have some stuff. We are going to talk about Jameis Winston here in a little yeah, bit too. Got, you know, we, we got some something. comparisons and some stuff that, that Zach's working on, and we'll get to that Jameis Winston situation in, in, in a minute. Um, but in order for Jameis Winston to achieve some of the s- stuff that we're about to talk to in the future, it's going to start on the offensive side of the ball where you know, we kind of do have some change going on. You know, We do have a new offensive scheme coming in here with Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich, that's for sure. How much it's you different think they're going to change Cutter. It? I think it's going to be – see, here's the thing that – He's going to work to his strong suits. Here's the thing that a lot of, a lot of the, the, the big wigs in the sports world I don't think are taking into consideration – Kind of like how like a lot of Gators are out there talking junk about the Miami Hurricanes or yeah, we're just yeah. going to stop them August 24th. August 24th. You have zero tape on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense right now. That's you don't true. know what it's going to look a damn like. damn thing. Until, until preseason. preseason comes out, you have no game plan for the Bucs offense. There is, it, that's just, just how it is. You know Bruce Arians. You know his style. But you got to go look at other tape. You got to go look at tape from the past 
on a team that's not even this team. So, you know, we don't really know what's going to happen. No, you know, we don't have Adam Humphreys this year. Obviously, Deshaun Jackson's gone, which I don't think the the Deshaun Jackson thing is a huge blow, even though he did have some big deep threat plays. But he never really panned out to what we kind of wanted him to do. Um, I think Humphreys is a, is a bigger loss. I think Humphreys was a bigger loss if we had to rate Jackson. the two. But we have a guy, Chris Godwin, who who, who over these past three years – Oh, this is the this is his third. This would be his third season. That's over, and that's the, the thing. He's going to get a thousand. He's, He's going to get a thousand. What do they say? They say wide receivers in their third year. This is the breakout year for these guys. So let's see if he can break out. And and you know you have the question up there, and that was something you had asked us in the the group message. Do you think he'll get a thousand yards this year? I'm going to say yes. He's either going to exceed the thousand yard mark or he's going to be very damn close like if he misses it i think it'll be like 50 yards or less. Let, let's go over his uh stats for his first two seasons he's a two-year pro i was drafted in 2017 where did he go to school uh he went to school at, oh, i know this penn state penn state <clears throat> yep he was drafted at penn state wasn't, so wasn't there like mike mike something from penn state um, I'm not sure. Moving along. Not sure. Moving along. Moving along. Yeah. Uh, game started his first season. He started two, but played a total of 16 games. He had 55 targets for 34 receptions, 525 yards, and a first and one touchdown. Not too shabby. But his second season, played all 16 games. Started five. Had 95 targets, almost 100 targets, 59 catches, 842 yards, and a seven. Seven touchdowns last season. So he was almost there last year in a re- in a receiving room that had two. They were deep. They, they had two solid. I mean, well, now, no elbow room now I'm there. saying Deshaun Jackson, I think, you know, wasn't as big a loss as Adam Humphreys, but he was still a good one. 174 receiver. targets or, or so between the two of them that they lost. So that's how many targets we have to go around now. Cameron Bray, O.J. Howard gets some of that, obviously. Maybe a little bit more to uh, uh, Scott, Mike Evans. Scotty, about Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. But there, in this article about Chris Godwin, they said if he averages Shot the same – this, yes, Sean Perryman, uh, Burchard. Uh, if he averages uh, 14.7 or so, which is his average for his two seasons per catch, he'd need 113 targets to, to get over 1,000 yards. So he had 95 last season. We've got an excess of 174 targets that we've had vacate this team. Very doable. So it is very doable. And I'm going to have to say, uh, if we're going to take this and make this a walk the plank, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say uh, I'm gonna fire the cannons on this. He's All gonna day. be over a thousand yards. I think he barely gets over a thousand yards. I don't think he gets over eleven hundred, and I think he's close to about seventy five catches. How many touchdowns? I'll say seven. I'll That's say he number. at least matches what seven, he did, did last season. I think the touchdowns are going to be spread around. I think the tight ends obviously are going to get their fair share. We love to throw to the tight ends in the red zone. I know. I, I bet you, boy, they're going to get a lot of touchdowns. And, and Mike Evans as well. I, uh, and obviously I, and a top was, five receiver. I was about to touch on that. Last year was a, a very good season for Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. 138 targets Yep. for 86 receptions, 1,524 yards. Bam. So I think those How many touchdowns n- yeah. I think those numbers and he had eight touchdowns. Eight touchdowns. And that's that's pretty high for him because he usually doesn't score well, a lot actually, of touchdowns. Well, actually, no. Well, actually, it's kind of mm-hmm. his his two highest seasons. His rookie season, he, he had, had twelve. 10. Yeah, he's had over okay. two thousand sixteen. He's had, had some 12. some lows though, right? His his sophomore mm-hmm. season, he only had three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But he's been over a thousand yards every every single every year. One. Yeah, and then uh, two thousand seventeen, he had five touchdowns. But that thing, it, but that was the year where Cameron Brait was. 
Yeah. Was Easton. And in 2017, he had one yard over 1,000 yards to make it his fifth or his fourth consecutive 1,000-yard season. One yard. You know, like, 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 was it Gladys Knight? No matter how you get there, yep. you get there? He got there, that's he for sure. There. He got yeah. there. He made it happen. Um, hopefully, he's a guy to continue on that same success. Can you imagine, you know, what kind of progression Jameis Winston can make with two 1,000-yard receivers on his team? Mm-hmm. Bro, then you're not even talking about Howard and Brady either. And you're not even talking. I mean, if you can, if you can get, if you can get twelve to fourteen hundred yards between those two guys, however you divvy it up, like if and one, then pick who you want to be the the top three tied into the league. Pick one. Yeah. Brate or Howard. Well, Brate's going to be the guy that's going to be inside the 20, catching your touchdowns, where Howard's going to just stretch the field, but in general, burn by man, your linebackers, your safeties. Nobody's going to be able to cover I, Howard. And, 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 and I don't want to make this comparison because I don't want anybody to become murderers on our team, but I think you're going to see like O.J. Howard in like that mm-hmm. Gronk role yeah. and then <laughs> Cameron Brate in that Aaron Hernandez. Oh, I think it's swapped. Oh, I think it's swapped. It's I honestly swap. do. I think Aaron Hernandez is more along the lines of the talent that – O.J. Howard okay. is in his receiving ability where Gronk is the block. In Gronk's early career, Gronk though, he did have catch, some, some – yeah, No, I know. I'm Gronk not saying – no, well, he's he a Hall of Famer. I'm well, not I'm saying, saying that. He had some long some long runs. Like he would catch those receiving. Yeah. yeah. You know, when he had he, some legs he'd on He'd run him, some yeah. people over and stuff, and he, you know, he takes them hits, stuff, before those 50, hits. 60 yards sometimes. Yeah. And I think that, that O.J. Howard has that same potential because he's a big boy. He is, but he he's and also an too. athletic freak as I, far as his I, I speed, think, agility. I think Brace, what, 6'4"? I think, I think we, yeah. O.J.'s we like 6'6". We can six, have six, the best tight six, five, six, five, yeah. I mean, you're talking, about, you're talking about some towers like four, five Chris speed. Godwin – how, how tall is Chris Godwin? He's a big dude, uh, man. Let's see here. Got Chris a Godwin team out there, man. is 6'1", but I believe he actually beefed up a little bit this season as well. I thought I heard something on the so radio. So you got Jameis Winston that. who has like literally a group of forwards out there. Yeah. I mean, you got Mike Evans, 6'5". Eating Cuban sandwiches just beefing yeah, up. You got, you got Mike Evans at 6'5", and you got Cameron Bay to O.J. Howard very close. 6'4", 6'5". 6'5", man. I mean, you got Godwin still 6'1". I mean, he's you, just got, throwing you got some guys. This. Perim is probably in the six foot range as well. Yeah, he's about six. That's foot a dude one. no one's talked about, man. Everyone forgot about Perriman. And that's, I have to, and I have to I have to correct myself from a couple weeks ago because I'm sure there's the one of our listeners, our one listener, one was listen. probably listening as I'm talking s about uh, Bouchard Perriman and, and the Lions and the amount of games that he's actually played in his career. I made a mistake and said that he only played six games in his whole career. That is not the case. He's only started six games. He's played. In thir- he's played 37 games total. Okay. So he's never had over 500 yards receiving. And he's never had over three touchdowns. He's never had over 500 yards receiving? 66 targets his rookie season but is I the think, most. I think with this offense, if if we have He hasn't him, been healthy. If, if he, yeah, that's what if, I was he saying. Hasn't been that healthy. was my point. If, if he's a guy who can come in and contribute three to five with these other guys that we just talked about and they all have some good seasons and he contributes like the three to five – and has those stretch plays where maybe he has that deep pass for uh, 30, 40 yards and a touchdown, that's all we need him for. We Dude, that's not a bad I'm thing. Ex- hey, ex- Mike, sit down. Perriman, go run his route. I'm excited about Scotty Miller. Scottie Everything I've been reading on this kid, yes. he's going to be speed have a better acceleration. Season. He's gonna have crazy. a better season. Watch. Wasn't he like a, wasn't he like Adam a seventh a, a seventh rounder? Or he yeah, was like a he, late was rounder? Last, he was the was last. He was the last pick. Yeah, was he the seventh? He was the last pick. Yeah. He's a beast, dude. And then the six-round uh, defensive uh, lineman that we got. 
is, is somebody who who they say has been having defensive, a good camp. The defensive end? Yeah. What's his name? Uh, I, I forget his name, too. Anthony Nelson Anthony Nelson, yeah, I believe. No, that's right. the fourth rounder. You're talking about the defensive tackle, I think, yeah. out of Missouri that we got. Yeah, they, they, yeah. They, they've they been saying some good things about him as well. well we get, I'm excited for preseason, boy. I can't wait. We're, camp? We're, we're, you know, slash somebody. Well, well, Zach has a professional camera that we can get some, some really good pictures on that, that he can it's sit over to it's, it's a decent camera. I would say professional. But don't let, hey, don't give let, it a little don't too let much credit. Don't let him lie to you, folks. My boy be taking pictures hey man, on the, the slide. By the time you take the pictures, put them in there. Hey, you know what I'm Photoshop shop is a hell of a drug. That's all hey, I got Lightroom, say. boy. Lightroom right. is on point. You can take those photos and send them over to our boy Eddie for that, for that Buck That podcast right. and get the Instagram popping. You I know will. What I'm I will. I think we're going to have Speaking a, of that, so what's our first day we're going to go out there? Are we thinking about that Sunday? We'll talk about that off air. We'll talk about that okay. off air. All right. We'll be out there. So we'll, we'll plan it and we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get everything figured dates. out and then we'll post well, our dates. Well, maybe our one listener wants to come and, oh, and got, hang we, out hey, with hey, us. We got a few listeners on here today, man. Okay. Yes, we're holding down. Okay. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, don't even put it for the live people, man. Hey, thank you to the, the people that listen in on the podcast and spread yeah. the love. Yeah. Through, that's through all of our listening areas, man. Just just with Tuesday when we're on, we may not be at that that time where people can listen to Somebody us. Somebody might have a karate lesson, man. I know, you I know? kid, I'm joking. Yeah, we got we got a lot of love on the. On the don't be talking about. I know about we got Logan one listener, a couple crickets out there. No, we're talking about Logan. We are, we are, yeah. Don't talk about Logan like that. We are the number one listen to uh, podcast on our Spotify. You guys can check us out Spotify uh, for the whole station. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, man. okay. All right, and there's a successful show on Mad Titans and the Morning Wood and. Cha Cha's behind us with the cannabis corner. Okay. Um, Ryan Smith, some big news. Speaking of cannabis. He got suspended, didn't he? Yes, he did. But it PEDs. wasn't for cannabis, though. Well, they didn't. With the way the CBA is, you, you don't know right now what what it is. They just basically throw a, a vague blanket on it he, and say PEDs. He probably was hanging or out with, su- some, substance abuse, with some girl you know, or something who he like shouldn't that. have been hanging out with, and he no, not a, not not PEDs, not STDs. No, man, because sometimes or STIs you know, now, as they call them. There's no longer STDs; it's STIs, STIs. sexually transmitted infections. infections. Yeah, we found that out the other day. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Shout out to Brett. Yeah, <laughs> they had an STI. Yeah. No, that's my <laughs> wife, man. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, somehow she's seen it on the news or whatever she told us. What's yeah, to her, man? We were just talking about it for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, back to football. Keep well, hanging yeah. out at we're, the concerts. We were, we were man. talking about Ryan Smith and then the suspension. Do we, uh, did you, you want to add anything to that, there, Gregory? I saw you looking it up. I, I think he may be the odd man out in the situation, man. Because well, he's definitely the odd man out Car- for sure. Well, called in, in the <laughs> secondary that look that is. Rumored, rumored to have been, you know, looking a lot better than we have in years past. Mm-hmm. But you know, obviously, some some good things coming out of camp about our, all three of our rookie defensive backs, young, second, fresh defensive talent. Man, it's refreshing. We haven't Carlton, seen this in a long Carlton time. Carlton Davis last year, who had a, a, a pretty solid yeah. season. But MJ, can you do the Carlton, MJ Stewart, not so much. He didn't really fit quite with that defense. Somebody last who may season. be making the transition to safety. Maybe they can get the most out of him with his defense. So the Todd Bowles, I, I, in my book, is a lot better than what we had last season I as mean, far as defense goes. Is from how I'm looking at it, Vernon Hargraves, mm-hmm. number four. You got Sean Bunting. Yep. You got uh, Mike. Well, he's going to be safety. Oh yeah, Mike is safety. Uh, but, uh, but Jamel Dean. Which. You got Jamel Dean, but I'd say Carl Davis, Davis is up there Carlton before him. Davis, I'm saying that, but you like four deep right there. At your at your cornerback situation, usually you run them three. So Vernon's going to be on the outside. That's already been like they're going to give him a shot at starting outside cornerback. I think it's going to be who's going to be on the other side because that's going to determine your your nickel. It's going to be Bunting. So that means Carlton Davis in the middle. I don't know. I'd like to see Bunting in the middle. I think Bunting may be the nickel, 
And Bunting's a so. hawk, though, man. Like you want him one on one. He's gonna break up. Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna be one on one in this defense. Whether he's in the slot, just because he plays in the nickel doesn't mean he's not gonna play in the three four base where he's outside. You know what I mean? Like, we'll see. He could play we'll both. See. We'll see. They'll probably move him around. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll get see. to see how it looks. We'll they're we'll the definitely. Gonna we'll move see who's around. lining up against number one. We'll see. There's gonna be a lot of people moving in and out. I mean, we got Jamel Dean. Um, our secondary is looking better all to get all around. You know, Justin Evans in the secondary. The was the last time you talked about the secondary? Um, MJ, MJ Stewart maybe making that transition to safety. Um, the rookie, Mike Edwards. Mike Edwards yep. surprising a lot of people. Surprising a lot of people. He's a so beast, I mean, dude. And Justin Edwards. Finest. Kentucky's I think finest. coming and, back from an injury. And, so and let's be real. There's no position on the the defense that relies on the secondary more than defensive line. I think if obviously we have some some you know defensive backs that can guard the pass, them them sack numbers are going to go up, or at least like the the pass rushes, interceptions, something because you know you're gonna you know you're gonna rush the passer, force them to make errant throws. It's not always you know with the defensive line. Like yeah, the the big thing is obviously with your defensive line, you want sacks, sack, sack, sack. I'd say it's more front seven in this type of defense. Yeah, but All you day. know QB rushes, yeah. QB hits. You want the pressure. disruption, yeah. That, the pressure. That, that's, that's just as want. good because, you know what I'm saying, you get that pressure. Bad decisions. Make bad decisions. Bad decisions, Something man. we've they lacked panic. the they last panic. few yeah. seasons. The quarterbacks were comfortable back there, man. They were knitting. They were baking hams. They were just hanging out. Remember yeah. when we get Call those doing taxes? Yeah, man. We, we get those second string, third string quarterbacks that come in up, and man. just eat us up. And, eat us up. Yeah. I remember the Carolina Panthers quarterback. I'm going to be real with you. We need to – we need to protest the color rush jerseys because I feel like every time we wear the color rush jersey, we get our ass. We do whooped. get smoked. Whooped. We do burn whooped. those on live TV, man. We need, to, we need to burn them and come out with a new new color rush jersey. Just come out. We need to get no, new jerseys, no jersey, all man. We do need it. it's, it's time. We need Just to come pass. out with some new jerseys because I don't like the like you said. You start to point like ever since you made that that reference to our jerseys, where it looks like they have like the uh, alarm clock numbers. Yeah. Every time I look at the numbers, all I think about is like the old school alarm clock when I used to wake up to it for school back then. Yeah. The little like digital numbers, yeah. mm-hmm. and then it's like you know I look at this beautiful Mike Evans autographed jersey back Mike there, Evans. and then uh, we got the the John Lynch, and those numbers look ten times better. Those that jersey looks better than that yeah. jersey. That was a raw jersey though. Yeah. When they came out with that jersey, remember man? when they did the black? It was the black with the with those numberings with the that, bigger orange outline. That was it. the worst thing ever. That though. was an alternate. I kind of like that. I got a Brooks one. Yeah, but listen. You're, you didn't like it. Think did you? about it now. Mm-hmm. All right. Think Th- about it. Think about it back then, and think about having you to walk outside. You still got my Warren Sapp jersey? No, I don't. I don't know what happened. Damn it! That thing. <laughs> I don't That's know the worst that trade thing. I ever made in my life, man. <laughs> yeah, but this is also coming from a time when we came from Creamsicles to the new Pewter, so they were. I had the Warren That's Sapp the time when they were jersey, redeveloping man. NFL Starter. jerseys for the fans. Basically, was around well, I mean, that time. Listen, I like the the idea of the black jerseys. I'm just saying, with us living in Florida, you wear that thing outside, and you walk to the mailbox, and oh, yeah. you're going to die of a heat stroke. You passed yep. out, boy. You didn't even get a chance to open you, the you mailbox. You play that during game, but you better play that. Like, That's why. You better rock that jersey like in a dome in Minnesota. That's <laughs> why the Bucks choose to go with the white jerseys more often CFL. than not during home games and make the, the – uh, We rock home... those jerseys in the home game. We're going to get smoked 107 because – why we wear the white. We got two people left hey, on this we gonna team, Bob. We're going to have to forfeit. We got to call up the guys from the farm team. We don't even have a farm team. Get your replacements. What do you like the single A guys? The practice squad. Where you at? <laughs> People are gonna be cramping up everywhere. But they no, they wore Where's some nice Falco? jerseys. Um, I, I think the Buccaneers are actually in a situation. I wouldn't be surprised 
with so much like ridicule that's been on the Bucks jersey, within the next year or two, we might actually see a, a, a change. Hey, Glazers, man, if you're out there listening, don't ruin the Bucks like you did the Manchester United. I think they need Let's to make, get some new jerseys. I think they need to make a combination. I think they need to take those jerseys with the John Lynch era, you know, the, the Warren Sapp era, and they need to take the original creamsicles and get with some, some designers and kind of come up with something that I think kind of highlights the best of they both. They should holler at Johnny. Holler at my boy, Truly Evil. Yeah, man. Glazers, holler at my boy, man. I don't think he's a Bucks fan, though, so I don't know it's about right. that. He's an artist. He is an artist. Is he even a football fan? It doesn't matter. You be an artist. He's a Florida State fan. I okay. do know that. I don't know. I don't know who is a professional. Never mind. Don't talk team. to Johnny no more. Yeah, don't. <laughs> that guy who should Scratch be known for the that. first one. Audible, audible. <laughs> <laughs> we do have an article. Omaha. <laughs> Omaha. Omaha. About some players that can quite possibly be on their last straw here with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ooh, who's your pick? I got one. Well, one of those guys is somebody who we opened up the show talking about, Mr. Ronald Jones. Nah. What do you mean, nah? The guy didn't even get as many yards as his draft uh, selection last year. Bro, he could have had, you know, his his possum could have died or ingrown toenails. You know, he could have had a bad year, bro. His possum. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what they do well, out of like USC, we, man. Like we said earlier, it was probably injuries and missing it was, training it was a lot. camp. You know, confidence and- is a big thing, man. He might have gotten it back. If they're talking that much about him and they're not dogging him. Well, and you don't have the confidence in your team. He has. It seems like they haven't even started any games yet, and he already has the confidence of his team. Well, I think I think it's kind of unexpected what the what, what's going to be out of him this year. I mean, I think that only better, bro. It can only say, yeah, be better. It, it, we've talked about this, and it's something that like the the narrative is. There's no change. way you could be any worse. Yeah, there's no way. Like out of like, it will be the worst player in the history. It's going to be better, but yeah. in comparison, is it going to be probably better? in the history of running backs? Like he had like yeah. the worst rookie. You cannot. You cannot be had. any worse than that. So I mean, there definitely is only one way, and that is the up. Like legit, if you average less than one point nine yard per carry. Which was your average last year? Like, yeah, you're you're the Jamarcus Russell of running backs. You're out the league at that point. Um, moving on, the next player is it like the Roberto Aguayo? Yeah, you're the Roberto Aguayo uh, effect. Um, another guy that can quite possibly, um, you know, be on the way out if he doesn't have a a good season. Former sixth round pick from the Baltimore Ravens, our center Ryan Jensen, possibly. Yeah, he's got a heavy uh, salary cap hit there too, doesn't he? Yeah, he does it's have like a, a pretty upwards of like that's six like million union or money. Like yeah, that. that's union money, man. You get five million or more. Yeah, he, uh, it doesn't say his contract specifics in this article. Uh, yeah, actually, he he signed a a four year deal worth over ten million million annually at forty two million total. So he's a guy that, I, and the way the Bucks have really done their contracts. The guaranteed money is usually within the first couple of years. So those last couple of years, if they need to make a change, they need to cut you, it ain't hurting their uh, their pockets too much. So he's a guy that you can definitely see some, uh, you know, if, if he doesn't get his act together, he could be packing those bags and moving to another city. Yeah, $10, $10 million is a lot for a starting center. Uh, but he's 28 years old, so if if we got exactly what the Ravens got out of him in his first couple years, which was a Pro Bowl uh, type center, then he'd be worth it at 10 million. But what we got last season and the bonehead penalties that he had is definitely not 10 million dollars a year. 
Yeah, he's, worthy. He, we'll he needs to play up to his contract. Another guy who we were just talking about with the secondary, yeah. somebody who they're going to give a chance on the outside. That's my pick. Someone who some people really think that, uh, you know, uh, the coaching staff hasn't given up on him. This coaching staff is like, hey, you know, there was that little situation with Bruce Arians and him missing sat practice him or yeah. sat him down. And I think that may have been the eye opener. Think so? Because I think, well, see, here's the thing with, 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 with Vernon Hargraves, who we're talking about. Yeah. With him being such a high draft pick off rip, you know, saying, you know, the front office is probably like, you know, they're trying to, they're they're trying to, they're trying to push him in there and different things like that, you know. So like, it's it's like, they're, they're kind of like committed to this guy because he's the first round dude. Well, also he's healthy for once in his in the last yeah. two years, who so he hasn't been healthy at all you for know, a training so. camp. Where Bruce Arians is kind of like he hasn't played. Like like let's let's be real here. The 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 respect and the stature. That Bruce Arians has compared to a Dirk, like Bruce can do certain things, like just certain coaches, like Belichick can do certain things to a team and to a to any Is player it because on the of team. the hat, though. Maybe possibly he demands respect. He's been around like, so like long. Belichick can set like Belichick can bring in somebody and like you know saying like for instance, let's just say Odell Beckham would have went Beckham. there. He he, Belichick Ocho can sit, Belichick can sit you out. And ain't nobody gonna question Belichick. Yep. And I think the same thing is like you know Hargrave's already kind of been rocky. Everything like that and and Aaron's like you ain't my player. You gotta earn. You gotta earn my respect. That's right, boy. I've already earned respect about this around this league, buddy. You gotta earn my respect. And you're gonna do it by putting in hard work. And you're gonna do it by you know busting your eyes and practice for me. And from the sound of things and the way things are seeming to look, and like I said, we'll see once this training camp opens. Seems like he's kind of got his head out his ass, and is, uh, really, I hope so, man. And 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 historically, we were kind of talking about yes, talent. We were kind of talking about uh, one day on the way here. We were talking about different. Um, the Florida Gators defensive backs hasn't really haven't really fared really well in the NFL. They have a lot of them haven't made that transition. There have been some good ones, and I can't remember who was on the list and and all that stuff. Didn't have a safety, but Hargraves is one of those guys who's like up for debate right now. And maybe with this different scheme and, and you know, the, the different coaching staff, maybe we can see that. I, I think it's somebody who, you know, is is definitely on the hot seat. I actually think, you know, he's out of this list, he's got the hottest seat. And the last person I think is going to be a, a great segue into our boy Zach's little – Segment that he has with the Jameis Winston thing is Jameis Winston is also is on the list, Winston? and I think Jameis Winston <clears throat> is under the hot seat. But I think out of all the players we named, I think he is the safest. Um, because Jameis hasn't played bad; he's just made some poor decisions at certain times. He hasn't played up to a caliber to where I would feel comfortable extending him and giving him that top quarterback money. I think he's at least played solid enough to where he's earned. A franchise tag next year, or at minimum, like that that Blake Bortles kind of uh, extension that he got a couple years ago. That couple year, would you pick him up on your fantasy football team? Not well, Jameis finished, I believe, the twenty first best quarterback last season in fantasy football. So even in a two quarterback league, that does not 
add up. Really? 21st? Yeah, well, you got to uh, remember he missed yeah, a bunch of games yeah, as well. They had your boy in there. He missed going. four games. Plus, he, he was in and out games. with uh, all season because going back and they, forth. They couldn't with make fits. up their mind. Well, because what that was, that's and a, let's, let's be real, that's that big. was a coaching staff that was panicked because they knew behind sure. closed doors. You know, they got they got told a few things behind closed doors that 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 amongst the, you know the fans and amongst like the reporters and stuff in, in the sports world, we all knew they were on the hot seat. Yeah, and it was a panic move. Oh well, let's try to ride. The, it's almost like a basketball move where like you got your guy, you know, in a basketball game. You got the guy who has the hot hand, and he's the one sinking all the shots. You're going to start running running offense through him. It wasn't necessarily the wrong move. We said at the beginning of the season, there's no way Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to come in and lead us to a 3-1 record, 2-1 record, and have uh, all these touchdowns and setting records in the first couple weeks of the season. And he proved us wrong. And he He did. did. So it put the team in a very tough position to make. You know, the decision to bring back Jamison. We had to wait till uh, ultimately Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, so, stuttered a little bit, and then well, we brought. So they him back got in. film on him. Well, well, what happened was is he came out. He had that great start. They they did what they should have did, put Jameis Winston in. But obviously, what happens? Jameis Winston didn't have the preseason and all that stuff That's like right. Fitzpatrick did. How many games did he miss? He missed the four games. He the did have four. the preseason. Okay, well he didn't have. The, okay, so he, he didn't did have, he play didn't preseason training camp, but he he didn't he didn't obviously play the you first had pre, four games. You had so. preseason, then you had four weeks off, literally. Exactly. So and that does nobody good. You're going to come in rusty, which he did. He did. They panicked, went back to Fitzpatrick, and the the rest is history. Then it was like the back and forth thing for a few weeks. Yeah. By that time. It's like the it's too, one republic too late, you know. What I'm saying too late, apologize. Like you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it, crazy. it was crazy. You, you and your sayings. <laughs> I don't know where they come from. They just pop in. They my just head. pop in the head. They just in there. They're just there. It's all um, good. Um, don't mind them, folks. With now, was was that a take it or leave it, leave it situation? The, the tag situation. Oh, uh, we can make it a take it or leave it after we'll make, my little we'll, little yeah, we'll seg. Make, we'll make it a. Uh, Walk the plane. So, so basically, with all the controversy that surrounded Jameis Winston his first four seasons, uh, a lot of uh, uh, skepticism on whether or not he's that franchise quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers moving forward. Has he earned that contract? Has he had a successful first four years? I think his numbers say yeah. I would have to tend to agree. Greatest quarterback in Buccaneer history. He's been solid to a certain extent. Had... Obviously, the off-field issue, and he needs to correct some of the turnovers. The turnovers are a big thing. But what I kind of wanted to He's do— He's a playmaker. What, he is a playmaker. What I wanted to kind of do is go over some of—and these I just picked maybe seven or eight of the greatest quarterbacks maybe in our time or maybe in the history of the NFL and see how they fared in their first full full 16-game uh, seasons. Uh, four seasons. So the first one on the list. Well, first let's go over Jameis Winston and, and the stats that I used. The one, the to, one thing, too, that you yeah. said earlier mm-hmm. that's really important that they got to remember, and I know Heisey was high on this, was the age. Heisey's not high on that. Actually, he's against that. I'm high on that, actually. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. That's um, what I meant. He's high on something else because he's, he doesn't think that's actually a factor. I think in that's this. big. But that's big. as we go along, let me go ahead and get into this All so right. we can – we'll argue this till the cows come home. I'm sure this will finish the show up. Uh, but James Winston. So I went ahead and took the games, the yards, the TDs, and the interceptions for these quarterbacks in James Winston. Real stats. So real stats, yes. Uh, James Winston's played 54 games, okay, in his first four seasons. He's had 14,628 yards. 
88 touchdowns and 58 oh. interceptions. So remember that, 88 touchdowns, 58 interceptions. So the first guy on the list I'm going to go with is Drew Brees. Okay, Drew Brees first came into the league in 2001. He did not play his first season. He then started his second season, uh, played 16 games. But for his first uh, full four seasons, Drew Brees has 58 games to Jameis Winston's 54. He has 12,000 yards compared to Jameis's 14. And then he has 79 touchdowns and 53 interceptions. So he has five less interceptions than Jameis and nine less touchdowns with four more games. That's Drew Brees, Hall of Famer. Maybe one of the best to ever do it. Next, go ahead. But Mm -hmm. the five less interceptions is a big key because that's not five times that the other team has a chance to score on you. And but five in that scheme is not in that grand scheme is re- nothing. And though. with the, the and it probably had Jimmy and with the eight, Well, with the eight less touchdowns, he had LT. So LT, LT was balling and, and picking up some of them touchdowns as well. well Jameis right. Winston has not had that kind of running game. Jameis had nine more touchdowns that's than Drew Brees. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He has more touchdowns because he has to make the scoring because obviously Doug Martin and them weren't getting the job done. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> now we're going to move on to the goat, the Brady goat. himself. Okay, oh. Brady had 62 games in his first full four seasons. D Money, you listening? 13, uh, nine, 13,900 yards compared to James's 14.6. He's had 97 touchdowns compared to James's 88, oh. and 52 interceptions compared to James's 58. Now, this isn't to prove a point one way or the other. This is just to show a relative yeah, man. blanket yeah. of. You're just of, trying to show of, where he of, stands. Of where these Hall of Famers where he stands. at the beginning of their career were. Uh, Rivers, that's a good comparison. I do believe in, in, in Brady's first four years, though, he did have a Super Bowl under his belt. Uh, let me Thanks. check that out. He did? Uh, he did. You're, you're right. He did. Of he course, did. that was his, his rookie season, but actually. But as we were talking, about, uh, as we were talking about off off air before we started the show, mm-hmm. and, and David Goleman made a good point about Peyton Manning being the best quarterback of all time because he did things for two different teams and two different systems. And, you know, like even with Brady, when Brady – anytime Brady has been out, whoever comes in does good. That's so true. is it necessarily that Brady's that good of a quarterback or is it just that system? That's the well, thing to ponder on. A little bit of both. Brady obviously had that suspension back in 2016, but other than that, well, what, he's only missed one he, season because of the ACL. And that quarterback – Matt up, Castle. Matt one, Castle. That quarterback ended up winning 10, 10, 10 games, games and not year. going to the playoffs. Remember that? Yeah. Didn't they have Randy Moss though? Then not that year they didn't. I don't believe so. Okay, so next on the list was Rivers. He had 64 games compared to Jameis's 54. So 10 more games. Mm-hmm. He had 200 more yards than Jameis, but 10 more games. He had 105 touchdowns. So that is considerably more. Oh, that's uh, it's over 20 more. It's well, actually that, 17 more. But that's when they had that. The, you know, we, we we mentioned all those receivers that they Michael had. Floyd, they were Vincent sad. Jackson. They but were out there if balling, you gave Jameis, okay, he has 54 games. You gave him 64 games. You think he could throw 10 more touchdowns and match Philip Rivers? Possibly. 15 touchdowns in 10 games. I think he could definitely could Possibly, do that. Possibly, but how many interceptions are going to come 44. Up? So Phillip was also known to take care of the ball. But he did have some turnovers early in his career, 44 in his first four seasons. Um, how about another all-time great, Peyton Manning? 64 games, 16,000 yards, so a, a little under 2,000 yards more than uh, um, Jameis. 111 touchdowns. Again, another quarterback that had a, a lot more touchdowns than Jameis, about 30 more touchdowns. A different dude, though. But 81 interceptions. So Jameis had 23 less interceptions 
than Peyton Manning did in 10 less games. His first season, he was horrible. Okay, Brett Favre, turnover machine, right? Yeah. A guy that's known to go and make the play kind of what Jameis Winston James is. Winston, a guy that's going to leave it out there on the field is going to go for the touchdown every play. 61 games Favre Minus played. drug abuse. 14,825 yards. So that's two, 200 yards more than Jameis with, uh, what, that's seven more games than Jameis. 108 touchdowns, so that's 20 more uh, touchdowns. And 64 interceptions, so that's six more interceptions than Jameis. But see, that touchdown difference, is it, it, it is huge. It's huge. But we're also comparing all-time greats yeah. to Jameis right now. And the guys like Breeze. Who I mean, he's on track. Like I said, my, he biggest, is on track. my biggest knock is just the, the turnovers. So, real quickly, these two other guys, Ben Roethlisberger, 55 games to Jameis' 54, has three th- – uh, 100 yards less, or excuse me, 3,000 yards less Damn. passing yards. That's a lot. Uh, he has yeah, four right. less touchdowns, so he's 84 touchdowns to James is 88. And he has 54 interceptions to James is 58. So to me, looking at Jameis and these numbers and where he compares with the all-time greats in this league, yes, he's made – uh, he's made interceptions. He's he's completed turn. You know, I'm going to be 100 real with you. Everybody but, you've you've put on that list hmm. has definitely had better defensive than Jameis Winston. And I'd also I'll, argue I'll, better I'll offensive pieces as far as the running game goes as well. For the, for the most part, yes. I mean, every single. I mean, except for maybe Brady. And even Brady, you can argue Corey Dillon. You can argue Kevin Falk as a third down back and. And um, even they had serviceable guys. They sure. did have serviceable guys. One guy that I was a little surprised about that was this good was uh, Matt Ryan. He had 62 games. He's thrown about the same amount of yards. And he's, he's probably dude, the though. guy on that list that has had the worst defense out yeah. of out of all those guys you named. But he's had a 95 touchdowns to 46 interceptions in his four years. So a guy that takes care of the ball and is, is done really well. I he's think a, a future Hall of Famer if he continues it. Matt Ryan's one of those guys who even in fantasy football gets I used to always get him. gets a little underrated sometimes. And he is I mean he's, he's the he's the reason why when Matty I ice. listen he's the reason why when I was in Vegas and they had that that run and they went to play the Super Bowl. You know I had won some money off of those playoff games in in, in Vegas. And I'm like, you know what? At this point, I'm playing with house money because I've already made my money back. I've made money off my money. Still got some of that money. Tevin Coleman screwed no, you. I, 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 yeah, te- <laughs> dude, I, 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 I bet it all on. Well, no, the the whole team screwed me no, when they no, let Tevin when they let the damn Patriots come back. And, yeah. And, oh man. What thirty five to whatever tw- the worst yeah. twenty eight zero or something like that. Thirty five three or something like that. Yeah, and they come back and just get stomped. Um, and I was literally that close. You were, to you were like close. Fifteen hundred dollars off of Tevin Coleman scoring first. It was a prop bet, and you could have like they had like the little like uh, prop bets, and like you it would say like Gronkowski scores first, and it'd be like you know X amount of dollars to one or whatever like that. And I was just like, you know what? I was like, Tevin Coleman was beast enough for me in fantasy football. I was like, I'm gonna throw like fifty bucks on Tevin. Throw Coleman. that dumb on Tevin Coleman. Yeah, it, 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 like if if, if I would have won, he, I would have won fifteen hundred bucks off of Damn it. Man. It was crazy. So just to finish up this segment real quick, uh, another point I wanted to make, and Eddie, you just brought this up earlier, about Jameis' age. Jameis was drafted in 2015, 21 years Wasn't young. the youngest quarterback As drafted? a quarterback. No, I don't think he's the youngest, but maybe close to it. But going back to these guys that we just mentioned, Hall of Famers on this list, all-time greats, franchise quarterbacks, Drew Brees didn't start his first full 16-game season until he was 23 years 23. old. Tom Brady, 24. Philip Rivers, 25. Peyton Manning was obviously 22, his rookie season. 
Well, there's very few guys on that. There's there's actually only a few guys on that list that were actually drafted to start right away. Everybody else um, was, was drafted behind people. You had Phillip Rivers, who are, was already on a team with, with Drew Brees. Yeah. You had – Which um, they weren't going to resign, so that's why Tom they drafted Brady him. Tom Brady came in and was the backup to uh, – Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe, mm-hmm. the other Drew. You know uh, – I think even Former Buffalo Bill. Did, did Roethlisberger start right away, or was he behind? Ben uh, Roethlisberger started at the age Maddox. of twenty-two. No, he, he started. He was actually thirteen and zero his rookie season. Okay, so he came in right away. Matt Ryan was twenty-three years old. Carson Wentz twenty-four years old. Joe Montana. Here's another thing. Twenty-four take, years old. Taking into consideration. Dak twenty-three. Here's another thing to take into consideration. So on depending on birthdays. Some people are younger too, so Jameis Winston could have that. I, I I was seventeen when I graduated high school. A lot of guys were eighteen, so because of when his birthday is too, when he got that yep. first start, and depending on when they came out, some of these guys may have played a four year career in college before they came out, which is why they were a year Jame- or two older. Jameis was born January sixth, nineteen ninety four, so five days after me. Uh, he's actually twenty five and one hundred ninety days right now. Okay, so what's his blood type? Uh, a, uh, o, o positive. Yeah. I was going to say O negative, but O positive. But basically my point is, look, this kid was thrown into the fire at 21 years young, young, immature. We obviously saw what he did. 76 coaches We in front saw of what him. he did in Arizona, you know, in his time in Arizona as far as um, – James Winston? The, the, the touch, yeah, the touching of the Uber driver. Uh, he was young. That was his rookie season. He was young Allegedly. and immature. Allegedly. He was thrown into a, a team that was in turmoil from Lovey Smith getting fired to, to not having a good defense There's to back no him up. There's consistency there. I think now with Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians spells consistency. He oozes out of his – like he just, I just, hope so. Stability is, is just in age? his bloodline, I feel like. The, the one thing I can say about Jameis Winston is he needs to take a big old slice of humble pie, eat it, and realize it, it, it's, it's one of those things like even com- coming out of Alabama where he's from – Everywhere he's been, he's been quite arguably the best football player on that team. In the NFL, it's almost like the elite of the elite. Like, I mean, we're going to be real. Like, there's some guys that are just straight up bust and stuff like that. But you're talking about 32 teams that have quite arguably the best players on their team from different areas. The best of the best. We're not talking about college football where there's like, I think, 200 D1 schools. Stuff gets spread out. I mean, we and then got the SEC. We got Ali Marpet on our team who went to uh, Mo, uh, Hobart. Hobart. Yeah. Do you know what Hobart is? Yeah, Harry Potter School. That's like, yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to me, when I heard that he came from Hobart, it made me laugh because I work in restaurants a lot, like my my whole entire career. And Hobart, like, not saying they come from this college, but Hobart is a company that makes like mixers and like a lot of yeah, restaurant yeah, equipment. Yeah. So when you're it like, might, I'm it like might. Hobart, I'm like, oh, the motherfuckers make mixers and shit? shit. So, I mean, it was just like, I mean, you're the talking culinary about culinary institute. You know, you're talking about college where people are spread out. I mean, we've seen people from small colleges come in and, 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 and succeed. They succeeded mm-hmm. in the NFL. So you're talking about the best of the best in one league. And, you know, I think a lot of times because in FS, you know, in, in playing for FSU, it was a lot of times where, he had to make those plays, and he was that guy that was required to make kind of almost like how Vince Young was with the with the, the Texas. Texas Longhorns. So he he had that kind of like 
Jimbo Fisher had kind of embedded in him, like, hey, you need to make this play, you need to do this, you need to do that. So when he came in these first few years, that's where some of his mistakes it, come in because I think he forces himself to try to be that guy to be, make man. something happen. Jameis is the same guy he was in college. Yeah. Jameis has not changed. His game has not changed. He was the same turnover machine in college. We need to get him he a was Dalvin the same Cook. playmaker. He just, like Dalvin you said, Cook. he needs to learn how to temper that back. And I think one thing that Bruce is going to be able to do when he comes in here, or he's already in here, uh, is, is temper that back. Is temper that back. He's, he, he's going to call plays that are going to be good for said players. And like the quarterbacks on that list, we got to get him a legit running game. Yeah. We do. And I think with that, we'll see. Jameis Winston will succeed. And I think a season where he throws upwards to 30 touchdowns and keeps his interception rate under uh, three, it's the season. which would be under 15, I think is successful for me. Upwards around 28, 30 touchdowns, under 15 interceptions. 35 Lower those fumbles. Cover that football. Uh, continue to provide the running game that he does provide as an underrated runner in, uh, in this league as a quarterback. Um, I think Jameis is going to get that contract, but we're going to segue to this question about Jameis. Do you think he gets franchise tagged? I think he'll. Get, I think at worst he'll get franchise tagged before they work out a deal on him. I think it only makes sense. Likes gone this far, and as far as uh, his option, it's the fifth year, not signing to an now, extension. Now I'm not saying that like he's just going to get franchise tagged and he's going to get the uh, the Kirk Cousins situation. Like they may franchise tag him. Just to make sure he doesn't hit free agency. That's yeah. That's the reason why they're gonna then maybe kind of work something. I think out. he could still have a bad season. I think he'd have a halfway decent season, get injured, not play six games or so, and still get franchised. If, for if he season. has a bad season, I think that they're gonna move on from him personally. So what if he has ten games? He plays ten games, gets hurt for six, but he throws for ten interceptions and twenty touchdowns. Or if he has a bad season, I say you definitely franchise him because then you got Trevor Lawrence and some other guys that are coming out. Uh, Tua, I think, is coming out in a couple of years. Griffin. Uh, what about Griffin coming out? Th- man? Th- th- there's some that guys that will be coming out in, in, in a couple of years that can definitely, you know, take that spot if needed. But I, I have a little bit more. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. They can take that spot. We don't know. They're still in college just like Jameis Woods. Yeah. And as far as Marcus Mariota goes, has he fared that much well? well I'm, just saying, team no. I'm a, just saying if he sucks it up, I mean, there's there's other guys that if we're in that position. Oh, there's always suck, that next yeah, man up, There's always right? the next man up. Yep. And, yep. and that's with any position, not just the quarterback. But uh, before we end this show, what about Marcus? Like nobody uh, – is Marcus Mariota getting a pass here because he gets hurt all the time or because he made it to one playoff game? Like Marcus hasn't done really anything either. He hasn't I been that playmaker. Done, he takes Look care of the football. But he doesn't make they plays. they got quarterbacks now. Who'd they sign? They got someone over there. I don't think so. They got Marcus Mariota no, they, over there. They got what's his name from Miami, didn't they? Uh, Ryan Tannehill. They did yeah. bring in Tannehill. They brought okay. in Tannehill, man. But like I, I said, it's still it's still Marcus's team, right? Uh, I mean, that's not Tannehill's team. You never know. I think it's Marcus's team, but they brought in Tannehill because they're kind of similar quarterbacks, and uh, I think they brought him in to. Uh, to kind of make sure that uh, – Let's see what our lads has here. He's got Marcus Mariota, Tannehill, and Logan Woodside. I mean, I think – I think out, Marcus Mariota's done, I bro. think out of that draft, we got the better quarterback. But I don't say I don't think that Marcus Mariota – I'm not going to say that he's necessarily played – he's played bad. I think he's just been a victim of the injury bug. He's played he, – He's not He's not the quarterback for this league. He's played one more game than, than Jameis has. Really? Okay? So let's go over those, those stats that we just compared – James has 14,600 yards. Marcus has 12,004. James has 88 touchdowns. Marcus has 69. James has 58 interceptions. Marcus has 42. That's the stat right there. 
with Marcus. And he takes care of the ball. But but he's not a playmaker. Well, let's Winston be real. has Evans. What has he had to what has he had to make plays with? Winston either? has Evans. He's man. got a decent running game. He had DeMarco Murray for a couple years. He's got Derrick Henry. Well he had a, That's not gonna increase his he numbers. Had, he had does he have like does he not have I mean he doesn't have a Mike Evans, I understand that, but Tennessee not. Titans DeMarco Murray wasn't the Cowboys DeMarco Murray though. Not even uh, not even the Eagles. You know what? I'm Murray. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that, and I'm gonna look up real quick before we end this show and I'm gonna show you that he actually had some pretty good stats with the Tennessee Titans. And one I might, game. I, hold on, I might eat my one words game. here. I might eat my words. So two seasons, his first season, 28 years old, 2016, 1,287 yards, nine touchdowns, 30, no, 53 catches for 300 yards and three touchdowns. That's solid. Pro Bowl season. That's solid. 2017 was a shitty season, though. Okay. Yeah. So so out of the two seasons. That's a Pro Bowl still season? At six, still at six yards. 1,287, almost 1,300 yards rushing, nine touchdowns. That's yeah, 53 catches, four touchdowns. Yeah. That's Pro Bowl, but you, you got to think this ain't the Barry Sanders era where you, where yeah, they ran yeah, the ball yeah, a lot. You know, Barry Sanders be getting them eighteen hundred yards. He had a couple seasons with sixteen hundred yards and stuff like that. So the, the, those are, those are pretty solid numbers. Few and far between now. You're not going to see too much of that with the way they split nah, the backfield. So nah, yeah, especially with the running back by committee because yeah. to say the wear and tear on the, on the running backs. Running backs are almost a dime a dozen now. It's that. It's yeah. that definitely. That's another reason why Melvin doesn't deserve the money that he's going to get, oh, and why teams might not pay him. You can go out and find Alvin Kamara in the second, third round, yep. fourth round. So, have him for four or five years and get an Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. Good show, guys. Time for a little uh, five the cannons, right? Okay, all right. We got time for that. Yeah, all time. Well, I mean, we're already over anyway. I know you know the guy and all that kind of stuff. Or do you want to go over the predictions for training camp first? Uh, that's, that's, why don't we save that? that. We'll save Let's that save that. Week. And I only got – well, basically we already talked about this, so I don't even know if we need to talk about this. But basically MJ Stewart, see the odd man out. Obviously we drafted two guys, Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy Bunting, Carlton Davis. But I don't think he's the – see, that's the thing. We don't know what they're going to use him at. He could be somebody f- – who benefits from this Ryan Smith suspension? That's They've already been talking out. about moving him to safety. I definitely think he definitely benefits from that. But even with him moving to safety, I think our safety depth is 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 through the roof as well. With some of the guys that we got, we don't back know what Cantrell Bryce is going to be. We don't know. Uh, you know, there's been good stuff coming out of, uh, about Mike Edwards. Uh, Justin Evans, but Justin Evans is still coming off that injury. You know what I'm saying? So, he is. So MJ Stewart, somebody who can still get that that practice time. Um, I don't think he's. I think special teams is going to be a spot. I think for him, he's going to have to show out in special teams. He's what, only camp. on his second year. Second year, yep. I mean, it's it's way too it's way too early. And we got four year contract on him on a rookie contract at what like a third rounder, maybe I think third or fourth round is when he was drafted. I mean, there's nothing about him or his contract that says we have to get rid of this dude like right now. He's a body that we have out there that can compete. I think if anybody in that secondary is is Hargraves. it was it'd be Hargraves or it'd be Ryan Smith. Well, Hargraves is definitely going to get the shot though because of his his draft stock as far as the 16th overall pick in the first round. MJ Stewart was a second round pick. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, what do you got there for that? MJ Stewart, odd man out. You gonna you gonna walk the plank or fire the cans go, on that, Eddie? No, I'm gonna go walk the plank. You know, walk the plank. Okay, I'm so on the plank on. I think obviously you guys think he has a role there. I do too. I, you know, I, I just think there is a lot more depth than than years past. Bryce Evans, Whitehead, Mike Edwards, we just drafted. Also, a guy like Isaiah Johnson that was was not too bad for us last year. Um, Orin Stewart, I believe that was the Stewart guy that had uh, four interceptions last year. Was yeah. one of the only guys to have over 
two interceptions for the Bucks defense last year. So we do have some depth there in the secondary and the rookies. I mean, he's got some work to do, but, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Okay, so uh, take it or leave it. Vernon Hargraves is on a hotter hot seat than and James, James Winston. Winston. I would agree with that. I'll fire on the cannons on that one. I think if it comes down to who you're going to extend or who you're going to sign, because, I mean, they're both at the tail end of their uh, their their contracts. If it's who you're going to put the money to, I mean, obviously, Jameis Winston is the more hot commodity. He's the more in, important, um, I think, position out of the two. And it's I think it's easier to find a replacement for Vernon Hargraves than it will be necessarily to find one for Jameis Winston. I don't know who's coming out in this Look. draft. So that's that's one thing. I think this is actually I said two a little bit earlier. I think two is coming out this year. Mm-hmm. He is. In, I think in, he is in the draft. So it's um, the Tua sweeps. It, it's uh, wasn't he a red shirt Tua, freshman? Tua, Jalen Hurts. Uh, there, there's there's a couple guys. Oh, no, he was true. He was a true freshman. Tua was right. Yeah. I don't think he has to come out though. He doesn't have to. No. Uh, but I, I think he I think can. he's gonna come out. I think he I, can I think he come out. About to get that check. Uh, that's all I got for take it or leave it. Yeah, I definitely think that uh, Jameis Winston is a little bit less of a hot seat. Look, look at who they drafted. Look at what got drafted. They didn't draft a quarterback. Yeah, they drafted a cornerback. Yeah. They drafted a cornerback, man. That goes to tell you something right there. They need that help back there. So no one has that security. That that draft, the last two drafts, literally sent some messages throughout that defensive back room. Like, Somebody hey, needs to step up. Either man. y'all going to play – are we going to start yanking people out? Are we going to put somebody out there who's going to make And plays? In all honesty, we might only find one cornerback in that those two draft classes that actually work out and stays with us. Well, you know, so They're far. Solid, though. So, so far, we got a couple. So but far, it sounds like we might have a couple. We Yeah, I definitely think the, these uh, rookies the, this year. I mean, Carlton Davis and the two this year. I yeah. mean, there's, there's three guys right there potentially knock on some wood. Yeah, that, that could do some things for us. I agree. Is that morning wood? It might be morning. We'll check it out Monday through Friday. We gotta give so we'll give away some tickets tomorrow or something. Facts. I'm gonna I'm somebody's gonna, family that wants to go. Just give them all the tickets. I was gonna talk. To, I'll talk to y'all fair about that. Okay. I was gonna talk to the cannabis corner. Okay. Think they might be sounds able, good. Think they might be able to get rid of them. Um, with that being said, this was another edition. Successful edition of oh, the Mike Evans show. No, we didn't really talk about Mike Evans a whole lot. We'll get you next week, buddy. That's Eddie's guy. If mine's James Winston, his is uh, Mike Evans, and Bro, high he, C's is Duke Johnson. Mike Evans is such a special player to watch, man. I'm blessed. Hopefully they're going to say that about my dog, Sean Bunting, too. I agree. I agree. Well, with that being said, we're going to catch you guys next Tuesday. Same great time. Same great place. For Eddie and Zach, I'm your boy Craig. We'll catch you next week. Peace out.